0: get with the programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grundler. And Bill, we are going to do some chit chat, some fan service of a certain topic that we have mentioned multiple times on this podcast as far as an approach to programming, which is very yeah. classic in nature as far as CrossFit. And it's the phrase, program for the best, scale for the rest, and what that actually means and what we mean by it when we approach programming and how others should approach programming as well and it's i'm excited to just talk shop a little bit
1: you know what i think it's i think it's it'll be fun to talk about because we get lost in numbers so often and Mm. you know i I mean we've we just looked at like the wadapalooza and it's like okay we looked at all the events and did it do what it was supposed to do and were they good events or not good events or what we thought about and whatever and all of that stuff is good but a lot of that is kind of uh the top like that's the icing on the cake stuff rather than getting down to the nitty gritty and really understanding what it is that you're doing so i i think it's a good one to do too i mean we talk programming all the time and now i think it's time to talk not just numbers but like Mm -hmm. theories of
0: well it's like the other side of it is like we analyze programming all the time right Mm -hmm. and not often which we're going to get more into is actually how to program or parts of programming or you know what's the why is stimulus so important will be an episode and we'll dive through that but this one is something that um, we also analyze programming from on different competitions right it's like okay did this programming fit the demographic of which was being tested and align with the purpose of which the test was designed to be right And this one's going to be a forward end of that, which is going to be, it's going to be really cool. And uh, we hope you guys enjoy the journey along with us. But before we get there, as I'm wearing my hats, as I definitely do more often, especially with this mustache, is I want to thank Bub's Naturals. Go to Bub'sNaturals.com and use the code GETWITH20 to get that MCT oil powder in that morning coffee. You get this delicious, aromic black goodness coming from your coffee machine. That mine starts at 4.15 in the morning, and I come down pour it into my cup, and then the next best thing is a scoop of that MCT oil powder, and I just let it sit on the top, like like this little MCT oil powder island, ready for the sands of collagen protein. Two scoops on top of that, and it just nestles there nice and tight. And then I dip my hand blender in there and turn that sucker on and just watch this vortex of creamy goodness circle my coffee, turning my black gold tan close the top in this drive to the gym with a big old smile on my face
1: wow dude i, I need to go get some coffee right now i don't know where that That's came from that i feel fight. like
0: i'm in old school like will Ferrell, i'm like what happened i blacked out
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> what happened i blacked out
1: uh so, you man. know what you know what i have i have to say this so my my routine is also doing that every single morning mm-hmm. um but for whatever reason, I I got my Starbucks coffee and had to run home, and I threw it in uh, this new uh, mug that uh, that Laura, my girlfriend, got for me. It's okay, cool. It's Cross Inferno Crosser. It's awesome. Put the Starbucks coffee, in there, and then I'm like, oh, you know, I'm here. Might as well throw in my my MCT oil powder and the collagen protein. Why not? I. Mm-hmm. i i, huh? I have good failed or bad. miserably I <laughs> oh have no failed miserably at bringing all of my travel stuff with me
0: oh yes
1: i put it in and i actually sat there like it sat me down for a second and i was like this really does make it taste very good yes. i didn't i mean i drink it all the time in my car right. so i didn't even think about it and um man it was so good pretty- the creamy goodness was it's it's no so joke. good yeah so it's if like, you want dude, like something for the first time
0: <laughs> for the first time what is that is that a song something for the first time dude,
1: yeah yeah frozen dude. it Come
0: feels on. like I... the first time well, that,
1: that's another one that's another
0: one <laughs> <laughs> uh before you guys turn it off because i'm attempting to sing which i'm terrible at <laughs> singing is different than talking make sure you guys go to bubsnaturals.com use the code GetWith with 20 for 20 percent off and make sure you guys get something you can look forward to even at four o'clock in the morning and as the open is less than 25 days away that doomsday clock is ticking um, element 26 element 26 a partner of the show again the anything cross accessories just posted their rip repair on their Instagram page, and you're like, what's that? I'm like, that, my friends, is the holy grail of patched hold hands, we'll say, is that with the open coming up, and you're like, I'm going to hold on to the pull-up bar longer than I ever have because it's the open, and it's competition style. It's competition time, and if you happen to rip your hands because you're not wearing their awesome grips, which is strike one, they have this rip repair that you can it goes on with a little applicator, so you squeeze this little uh, liquidy goo in there it's not even goo it's just like this you 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 dab it in there you apply it and then it hardens and it covers that rip as if it's a brand new part of your body it is rock hard it doesn't move and it patches you up go to element26.co and if you don't get their grips and you rip your hands do two things Get the rip repair and then get the grip so you don't rip anymore and you stay on the pull up bar longer. <laughs> and when you do that, make sure you use the code GET WITH15 for fifteen percent off all US orders. And we were at, we were talking with a Brian friend earlier this morning and
1: yeah.
0: our little boy's all grown up because he's now he's a he's a sponsored athlete for the wadproof oh at
1: <laughs> I know, I thought that was so cool, man. Dude, the wadproof guys, they have jumped into this uh you're making moves man this move is awesome it's called bionic and you get on there you get in their pro pack um with the pro pack it's got all the programs which we talk about all the time if you want to be better at rowing or lifting or gymnastics or whatever master stuff uh, w- nutrition stuff it's all on there 12-week programs for everyone uh just to get better at all that and shore that up but the one thing that they didn't really have a lot of was the mobility stuff. And there's Mm -hmm. only a handful of things that have kind of played out there, but these guys dude, they went off the rails with this new AI technology stuff. They have you stand up in front of the camera and the camera checks where your knees and your ankles and your shoulder rotation and your body and your hips and all these things to give you a score of where you have your actual hole. So it's not just, Oh, here's mobility for the sake of doing mobility yes it's mobility it gives you a basically your own individualized plan for your needs so cool. and your issues so um yeah i actually saw that on brian's scene today it was him going it was through hilarious all the different by the processes. way <laughs> and, and i mean i gotta admit I, i've done it too I, i've been on there I've, I've checked it out and there are some things where you're like oh yeah i knew that i'm mm-hmm. good with that and then something else comes up there and you're like okay, I'm gonna be pretty good at that. And then you get a 75 or a You're like, 68 what the or something f- like, oh, <laughs> dang, I gotta go down further than that. Yeah. Uh, but, the, but the cool thing is, is that with the Pro Pack, it's 9.99 a month, um, you can use our code, get with, and then you get a 20% off a three month subscription to that. And that is included with your Pro Pack. So if you want to not only get better at program pieces that you might be missing and holes you might have in your fitness game, uh mobility is definitely gonna help you move better and be better at all those things. So become bionic, as those guys are talking about, and uh just really shore up your mobility segment. It gives you the workout, whether you want to make it you can choose whether you want a 10, a fifteen, a thirty minute mobility set every single day. And then it rechecks you every single month. So oh, okay. Sort of joke, waterproof go. They are they are upping their game and man, amazing stuff.
0: It's so cool. Uh I I don't know what your scores are yet. I still need to do it myself. I'm not going to tell you. I know. Yeah. It's just one more thing we can be competitive with. that.
1: Well, yeah, because it'll be like if it was me and you doing this, like you have to do this in the privacy <laughs> of, of your own home, because it'd be like, she's got an eighty-two on that, yeah, so I'm right. gonna rip my God knee, my hip God out of the trying to get me up to an eighty-six at least. This <laughs> but is how we roll. What I, I I can't wait
0: to do it. I'll I'll um I'll do the same thing Brian did as like I'll video it. I'll get my scores and then we can compare. We'll, we'll put it on our we'll put it on our Instagram and we'll put it on the Get with the Programming just totally. for funsies. Yeah. Um, what I think is cool too is that you you said customize your your mobility and that's really what it is because i think i know what i need to work on this actually tells me exactly what i need i was like oh my my ankles are fine and they're like no they are not they are not fine <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know what's really funny? Like you always tell me how great my ankle mobility is, right? Yeah. I mean, I think I have great ankle mobility. I think you do too. I did. I did, I did not get a hundred percent on the ankle mobility.
0: Well, would you? Oh, I'm gonna ask you what you get. I'm not. Yeah, well, no, I, I didn't think you. you're gonna get a hundred, but I would still think you get like high 80s, low 90s. Yeah, I
1: can hang out in that low squat all the time, like a two year old, all day long, all day long. That oh,
0: heck? got that uh, that third world ankle mobility That's that right. uh, we all wish we had. But uh, all right. I can't wait to try the bionic. I um, I'm a little nervous because watching Brian's faces when the scores would came up (laughs) were were the best part of those videos. It was like, did
1: you watch his hand? Yeah. Come on,
0: come on, knees. So I, uh, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to see the score pop up. I'm like, no, I was, I thought I was better than that. It'll be a, a fun, humbling experience. But uh, let's talk some. Programming. So we're going to talk about the phrase program for the best, scale for the rest. You probably heard this in your level one if you took it when the programming lecture came out. It's really the approach that .com, so .com in general, has been using since it started online. Was it 2001 was when .com really came to be? And we want to talk about what that phrase means and how we use that phrase in a way at which we program, as well as answer some questions we've actually gotten from listeners of the show uh, that were actually really good questions. So I can't wait to get to those um, for them. But, you know, Bill, you definitely put this out there a lot as far as how you program and how you judge programming and really, you know, kick us off exactly what that phrase means other than those six, oh, I don't know what the words are. Program for the best, fail for the rest, (laughs) eight words. (laughs) I'm literally counting on my fingers right now (laughs) if you guys are just listening to you. But just walk us through that phrase, how it came to be and what it really means.
1: Yeah, so uh, I thought when I I first heard it in the programming um, lecture in the level one, what I, I've been around coaching my whole life. I've been when you're when you're an athlete forever and ever. You've been around coaching, you understand that like okay, you're supposed to push your athlete to get the most out of them every single time. Whatever the day is, whatever the the training is that they're doing, the coaches, they'll come up with whatever the workout is and you go out and you do whatever it is that you do and ideally you get better out of that. The problem especially with the with what we do in like the CrossFit realm is I think that you know, we're known about, we're known for doing hard workouts. And so it seems that when you're programming, you know, a lot of people, when they program, they either program hard, mm-hmm. whatever the heck hard means. Right. Um, or they program to their group because they don't want to scare people away and they want to like kind of like, uh, like who tailor it in, to the demographic. And, yeah. You know, do we have, do we have the soccer moms or Got do it. we have the older you know the older demographic or do we have um the younger demographic whatever that might be mm-hmm. and so they end up tailoring what they do towards that group and um i i think what's important is one this has to do with group programming if you're coaching an individual you're not programming for the best i see what you're, you're saying programming for them. for them if you are yeah. coaching a a group class mm. Then it's like, OK, what's the intent of what you're trying to do? Well, obviously, we try to get everyone better and more fit and all that kind of stuff. But how do I get how do I get everyone in my class from all levels to be able to do. And, well, to, to do their version of whatever the workout is and mm-hmm. all get the same stimulus, if I'm doing my job as a programmer, I should be able to have a newcomer, an old person, a college kid yeah and a high-end regional uh semi-finalist games athlete all be able to be in there and all be able to get a good workout how mm-hmm. do i do that um and i think that's kind of what the main object is for that i i have never been a fan of like levels level one level two level three <laughs> yeah RX yeah plus or whatever um because i feel that if you're doing that, then all of a sudden everyone is working out on their own rather mm. than let me as the coach set the stage. And then we will help you set that to that. But I think I, I think it's easiest or whatever. It, it makes more sense to me to go, yeah. here's your stimulus from the top, and we'll scale down to wherever we need to go. Um, Not an easy concept, not an easy thing to do, especially if no. you don't know what what is the program for the best mean, right. you know? If, right. if you were to do that, like ha- – you're you're game you're a games athlete. You've been to the games, you've been on the high end, mm. you know what it takes to get there. Um, but that's a difficult thing for someone that is not that athlete.
0: Right. To understand from from that. a program and from a programming perspective. Right. So like oh, yeah. say you, you program for your gym and you you don't know what it takes, especially if you're new maybe to the sport or what people are actually capable of as human beings in the CrossFit space. It doesn't always have to be like sport, 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 but these are our fittest athletes in the world. They're pretty good people to base on the, what the intended stimulus based off what your, you know, your movements, your weights, your reps, and your, you know, your movement patterns are all tailored together to fit exactly what your goal is. And I think what's really important for programming is to gain that experience, whether it's through, um, education on your own, looking at other people's programming, which I think is usually one of the best ones to get a good breadth of just what is out there. Yeah. Right? and and we've we've said this multiple times. Of what we've loved from the game season is getting new programming, new ideas, new pathways um, out there to to program through. Um, watching videos, understanding is like how fast somebody can actually be. And the other one for me is doing your own programming.
1: Oh yeah, you have to understand what the stimulus is. Yeah, and I I, I you don't and and,
0: and, and not and I, and I don't mean is like sorry, it's like I don't mean you have to be able to do necessarily what you programmed but you at least need to understand what's being done with your programming and so it's like oh i can't do muscle-ups i shouldn't program it's like no that's not what i'm saying like you don't have to be able to rx it as an athlete to program that but you should at least know what your workout feels like when you program
1: that well and the other thing is so it's understanding this okay i i think that when you program i mean broad picture What's the general stimulus? where's the direction yes. that you're moving what's right. the overall flow that you're that you have either that week or that month or that cycle or whatever it is that you're doing um, you know do you have strength cycles kind of built into either your strength part or your general programming or your Metcom part or, or, or whatever the elements are of those different things mm-hmm. but then when you're putting them together so let's say you have um, yeah you know, a workout that has three pieces in it right okay? And maybe it's a lifting, it's a gymnastic, it's a it's a it's a met, it's a metabolic condition. Uh, uh, um, uh, monostructural. Yeah, yeah, monostructural. I was trying to think of jumping around, whichever, <laughs> whatever it might be, one of those. And someone is either injured, mm. or someone can't move, or someone doesn't have use of they. You know, they're they're not feeling up to par okay, if that's the case, now I know what it was supposed to look like. And this is what a thing, this is why I think that programming for the best is you're supposed to understand what the exact stimulus of that Mm -hmm. workout is supposed to look like if you had the best machine out there doing it. Right now I can go, okay, this person is injured. They can't do this particular movement. They can't do this, that, the other thing, what is something that is similar to that, where they can have the pieces to that, or. How can I have them work within their limit, their uh, limits or their abilities either to metabolically try to replicate that or, you know, systematically try to replicate that without injuring the pieces or without doing whatever like uh, one that I like to do. uh, someone has issues, calf issues, ankle issues, Achilles issues, whatever. Okay. Well, we can't do a whole lot of double unders with that. Right. So what I'll do is instead of saying, okay, we'll do single leg jumps. I yeah. I can, yeah. Um, that, that only lasts so long, especially if you're having, you know, over a hundred <laughs> jumps or whatever. Then you add um, those
0: injuries to the other Achilles.
1: Right. <laughs> uh, what one that I will use on that is okay. I'll put them on the assault bike yes. and say, one revolution per double under so every time i'm not oh, looking at calories oh. i'm not doing with everything and it basically kind of sets you interesting. in interesting setup um you don't have to push it super hard like you're trying yeah. to crush calories just like if you're on double unders you're not trying to push anything so right. you're trying to get through them but you're still there's a an element of heart rate elevation to it but nothing crazy one I mean, revolution get, like, absolutely I, crazy i've never if thought that, about
0: doing it that way dude it
1: works Great. And wow. actually it's like I messed up. so I pulled my Achilles when I was skateboarding a while back and I was like, Okay, I can't do any double under. So I I threw those into all the stuff that I was doing double under. Yeah. and it's it works great. I mean you don't miss, so there's not that part so of it so is it, it every pedal push
0: or every two?
1: Every time like so your right arm goes forward. One one two, two three. three four oh. that's a double under number two, number three, like that. Dang. Uh, but, but it's understanding the stimulus of what you're trying to do to replicate that. I hear you. Um, and the, I, I think the hard part is, is that if you build for the masses mm-hmm. to not scare them or you know to not freak them out or to have people say like, oh, well, I can go there because they're not really hard, then you either are getting people that get undergunned and they're right. like, okay, so should I go run after this or what? Because I don't <laughs> really get a yeah. whole lot out of that. Right. Um, My or... favorite
0: question. Can I do abs right. in the back? <laughs> Totally. No.
1: Or, you flip it, and then now they're you're trying to overthink the stimulus the other way, mm-hmm. and you know what they're trying to do going the other way. And so it's like, oh well, how can I make it harder on you? Well, we're not. I mean, what are you going to be doing double unders with, like a vest on now, or like what? <laughs> be like, surprised. What you trying to do? So, so I, I think when you understand the top, it's easiest to look down to yes. scale because scaling is a. I think in my my opinion, scaling and modifying is comes down rather than moving up. I don't, I don't like scaling up. Doesn't make sense to me. You scale down, you scale to what's appropriate. Um, I mean the main course is the main course. Yeah. And then, you know, how much you're going to eat of that is the, you know, based on your abilities.
0: So with that exact thing that you said and how people look at it, I'll, I'll tailor off you and then I'll ask the question of why. Yeah. For me, especially for, I think it's very easy for, you know, like we've been in this game for, you know, 15 years or so. We've, we started from the bottom. We became, you know, very competitive. We've coached more competitive people. We've watched elite competitive fitness. We've seen what it takes to do that. And we've, we've programmed through that over the years. And so we have a very good perspective of what, the best, as I put in quotations, really is, and even then, the best isn't a named individual. No, it's this fabled CrossFit creature that we put in the level one when we talk about what is fitness or what is CrossFit. It's not the you know sub two hour marathon person, and it's not the one thousand deadlift person. It's that person right in the middle, which at, at one time we said was the five hundred pound back squat and the sub five minute mile. And turns out his <laughs> oh, name is Adam Clink, right? <laughs> But that fabled CrossFitter who can do everything at really what these movements are designed to be at the speed at which they're done theoretically, and you have that experience. When you're a new programmer, it's much easier to get a better idea of the stimulus of a workout if you look at that best, quote, individual it's a much easier task to design a stimulus based off something that's much more known and quantifiable than say the general populace of your crossfit gym or the beginner athlete you're like well maybe they're out of shape so they're slow here it's like exactly there's so many variables in play with um lesser degree athletes than there is with the elite because when you look it's like okay how long is 50 wall balls gonna take it's like well if they're if they do it unbroken it's two seconds per wall ball at a slow, steady, unbroken pace. So it's a minute and 40 seconds. So give them two minutes of buffer and then you move on to the next one, right? And then that's how you start building time caps. And yep. should these 50 wobbles take the same thing as these, or take the same time as these 50 swings? And is there bounce? I'm like, yes. And you got bounce with a squat and a push and a hinge and a pull. And now, you're, you know, and then and that's where you start getting into these, like how long they should take, how heavy it should be. Is 50 wobbles equivalent to 50 kettlebell swings? Yes, if it's 53 and 35. No, if it's a 70 and a 53.
1: Right and, and like, but like those
0: are the things you ask, and it's much easier to do those evaluations, looking at the quote unquote best athlete as your way to figure out the stimulus. It's much harder to do it the other way. So the question I have for you is: You talked about scaling down as opposed to scaling up, and one of our listeners actually had this exact question: Is we've heard this phrase. But my question is, why don't oftentimes you try to design a stimulus based off the lowest common denominator? That way you know really like what is your lowest person capable of and then build from there. And I, 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 and you just mentioned it of why it's so much easier to go top down and effective as far as chasing the stimulus than bottom up.
1: I think if you were going bottom up then the stimulus that you're shooting for is a uh for lack of a better word a sub expectation Mm. you don't have a you don't have a high expectation of what that's trying to be you're trying to all right what can we get them to do and that becomes the foundation rather than what do we want it to look like perfect world what do we want to look like they should be able to get x number of rounds i mean if if we're programming correctly mm-hmm. and i mean you could technically say all right i can work the other way i mean uh, can, can you you do can do yeah, it you, you can, yes you can we're not do saying it. you can't I'm not, I'm not saying that it's impossible yeah i from my programming tablet it's easiest for me to go what do i want this to look like mm-hmm. boom and then i can bring it on down to every single other person that we have to go rather than thinking okay i might have a very deconditioned person in the gym, right? How do I, how do I build my stimulus based on the least, the lowest or the the most deconditioned person right? and then try to say, okay, but I actually have a semifinal athlete in the gym Mm -hmm. and then try to look up past that way. It, it just seems like the, the lines get more blurred because then I don't know what it's supposed to look like. Right. Whereas I go the other way, like I, I not, and I will, I will say this, when I go the other way from top to bottom. Um, there will be times when I have very deconditioned athletes that are looking at, at the the workout that I have on the board, and they're like, "There is no effing way." <laughs> how many, how many I times I've heard,
0: that. "I can't do any of that."
1: <laughs> totally, and I'm like, "I was like, no, I know, no. it's okay." <laughs> That's the workout, <laughs> right? We will give you your workout. Mm-hmm. We will give you your version of that based on the things that you're able to do. So, you know, when I'm doing, and, and this is, uh, this has a lot to do with just experience and coaching. I mean, right? If you have a newish person, some maybe you've done your on ramps or however you kind of get them into the into the gym. But when when we do our warm ups, one of the things that I use as a um, uh, a key for myself knowing the people that have in that class that that day is the workout or the warm-up that we do is generally the same every single day
0: same we do the
1: we do same very, bro like greg greg like, glassman yeah or, uh, greg almonds yep. push-ups sit-ups pull-ups air squats shoulder press overhead squats and in those six movements mm-hmm. i now know if you can move or not yeah i i know how you squat i know how you push i know what you need for pull-ups i know how your how your flexibility is on your shoulders i have a general idea so as everyone is going through that warm-up and i'm walking around and you know stopping people from getting lazy or seeing someone that's not squatting lower than normal and being like hey something happened Mm -hmm. finding out what little peaks are what little things are and so then now when we get to the workout as prescribed here's what it says Here's what I'm hoping that you can do. You should be able to do this set of pull-ups with no more than two breaks. Mm, yeah. If you can't do that, and that we're, we're talking like seven to 10 reps, se- somewhere in there, if you can't do regularly seven to 10 reps, then I want you to scale to a way that you can regularly get seven to 10 reps. That might be uh regular pull-ups. That might be, uh, your kipping. That might be banded. That might be jumping. That might be ring rows. That yeah. might be almost standing all the way up ring rows, whatever. Okay. Whatever that might be, mm-hmm. but that way I have my—I mean, I've been doing it that way long enough. And granted, I—that's why I'm comfortable going top to bottom. Right. Is that I know what my ladder, my down ladder, is going to be. If this is a stimulus I want it to be, then I want you to be able to adjust to that. Um, I have a formula that I use on all of my all of my programming, and this it oh, doesn't okay. matter what program it is or if it's individual or whatever, I'm like, here's the prescribed weight that I want. Yeah, that is not gonna be able to happen, then here's a a percentage of your one rep max. Interesting. I mean, I've seen you
0: program that way, yes.
1: And then the last piece of that is, if you were fresh, here's how many reps you should be able to get on Broken. Mm. And then the last one, like when I'm in classes, I'll kind of give like a, you know, you should be able to do this with no more than blah, blah, blah breaks or whatever. Not, and I, but I always tell everyone, I mean, cause I know that some people will get in there, they'll, they'll do all the pacing and, and whatever. And, sure. and I'm not saying, you know, I'll say, you know, whatever on the pull-ups five to seven, you should be able to do, you know, seven to 10 pull-ups all the way through this set of
0: whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, that's not to say you have to do 10 pull-ups every single time. But if I said, Hey, the workout is written to where you can only take this number of breaks. You should be able to do it that way. Yeah not like you're planning on doing your one and turn and two and <laughs> yeah because you're doing your open strategies. but that that's how i can set that up mm-hmm. for everyone to be able to get their version of that now and i which and i'll say this this is a I i have said that so many times you know the program for the best and yeah. the scale for the rest we had um um lauren fisher and those guys were all cruising through town okay and it was awesome because uh, there, when when all those guys were kind of on the team for a little while and they were doing some yeah. team stuff, yeah, um, they they were they were here. So I had three games athletes. Um, I had two regular people, mm-hmm. like are that like long like long time members. I had three that were on the kind of newish end, like one year. I had. One that had been here for um, one month and one that just got out of their like on ramp thing. So I had the spectrum.
0: Yeah, very big, wide net. Of I mean, from we're talent. talking from
1: start to the top end. And I, I don't remember what the workout was now, but it was some, it was like cleaning jerks every minute on the minute and some other, mm-hmm. um, like some goblet squats or front squats or something like that. I can't remember what it was. But everyone did their appropriate setup. And afterwards, um, like Lauren came up and she's like, was that like a regular workout for you guys? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. She's like, dang, that was really, <laughs> that was hard. And it was good because she got it hard. Uh, my regular members got it hard. Yeah. My newer members got it hard. And my my newest members got it hard for them. So everyone got the stimulus that they needed based yeah. on the way that it was set up. And I, I think the... I really honestly believe that if I was to set that workout up for my lowest, then I wouldn't have had that on the upper end. Those guys right. would have been like, oh, cool, that was a great travel workout and we're gonna go <clears throat> climb some mountain that's in your <laughs> that right. we're gonna go do whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's why I mean I've I have it has been nice to be able to have it validated like that. You know? Yeah,
0: that's I mean what a great way to just like you know, we talk about empirical data all the time. It's like your oh, man, your yeah. gym and yourself is your own laboratory experiment. Yeah, that in the five a.m. class at my gym.
1: Uh, well, yeah, no. <laughs> I know. And, and that—that is not to say that is not to say that we have not messed it up lots of times. Dude, I, I do like, it on. I, the I'll make the workout, and everyone's weekly. like this. Okay, were we supposed to be able to finish that one? Yeah, at all? Or and I'm like, I will say this: there are sometimes when it's like certain movements. Yeah. Where it's like, well, okay. I, I had it set that way so in case somebody really thought that they were gonna go, you know, I'm gonna sandbag this one. Oh, I can't do that. Yeah, so I'm gonna yeah. go way, way light. So everyone yeah. else is getting like twelve reps and this person gets like forty-eight reps. It's like all right. So that's kind of where we were going on that one. Yeah. Um,
0: I've done it to where yeah. they're like so how pissed off were you about the Cowboys loss <laughs> I got that one too. on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, well, in, in, you know, the way you describe it, and hopefully if, you know, if you guys are listening and understanding why it's, I also think it's, it's not just much easier to scale down, but I believe it's more appropriate because just like you said, say you look at your brand new out of on-ramp athlete, their decondition or whatever. And it's like, okay, we have a workout. It has burpees, air squats, and say ring rows. <clears throat> and... Our workout is supposed to take 12 minutes. And for the new athlete, like, okay, well, maybe there's, like you said, there's way too many variables with newer athletes. Are they deconditioned? Uh, Do they have mobility issues? Do they have just, like, stamina issues? Is it strength issues? Like, what is their limiting factor to decide what the time frame should be? Whereas if you go all the way up to the top of the rung, you're like, listen, if we're doing a 12-minute AMRAP of 10 burpees, 15 ring rows and 20 air squats like a weird cindy i know this athlete is going to do every round in about a minute and 15 seconds like all right we're shooting for 10 plus rounds here as the elite but with a range of like 8 to 10 and then when you go down go down go down it's like hey well their 10 burpees is going to take 30 or 40 seconds so you brand new athlete I don't want you to do 10. I want you to do five because it's still going to take you 30 to 40 seconds. I don't want you to do 15 ring rows because you're going to break five times. Just do six or whatever. And, like, that's how you look at it because you look at what you know. And as you – and, you know, and it's look, it's it's got to take practice. You're going to screw it up, and you're going to figure it out. Test your own programming now and again or every day like we do. And, you know, it's like I've done workouts where I was like, shit, I – Way underestimated that one. No wonder everybody was complaining this morning, or and, and things like oh, that. Yeah. But you have a much clearer picture of what a movement should feel like, how long it would take, what the appropriate weight is, with the quote best athlete in mind, than you do with a novice athlete. Because there's just, like you said, way too much unknown there. And you know, the last piece, and, th- and this will be a whole new episode, is like when you have your workout designed. One of my favorite things to do, other than designing that workout, is scaling that workout for everyone in my gym to modify. That is where I think a programmer's true, I would say, intelligence really shines. Anyone can make up a workout. You can throw something against the wall like, here's your workout. But yep. to be able to take every individual person, not level, right? It's like a la carte. A la carte fitness. Hey, I know you can do those 10 burpees, but you know those air squats, we burn out really fast or we're barely breaking parallel. Like, here's your ball. Frank, you over there is like, just do 10, 10, and 10. Like, I want you to get more rounds. I don't want you to sit there and get three and a half because you, you know, it's like that part of the programming is part of, I think, what is one of the more fun things for me is to delegate and modify and scale like that that in its, of itself is an art just like the programming is for me.
1: Oh, 100%, totally. And you know, I, I think the the time the appropriate time to think of those things is in the class. That's why I mean, like you don't most of us don't program one day at a time. Mean, even if you do program one day at a time. Yeah. You you're sitting at home and programming. So you're programming in a vacuum. Then you get to the gym the next day, you throw it up on the board, and it's like, okay, here's what this is. Mm -hmm. It completely depends on the class, what everyone's going to be doing in there. But my job as the coach is to make sure that the first class, the middle class, and the last class all got the same thing from that workout. I, I, I have done this. Where and I know you, you always talk about your five AM classes, your guinea pig class, and <laughs> my um, my
0: space monkeys.
1: <laughs> I mean, we, we've had it up there where I see some some, you know, the they'll the one class will do a version of the workout mm-hmm. and then I'll get in there or some one of the other coaches will get in there and then the class ends up doing another version of that, either because it was read a different way mm-hmm. or because oh, you know what Bill meant it was he meant this. Right. And so all of a sudden it becomes different, and so the numbers are really different on the leaderboard. And we post like the leaderboard every every night. We put a picture on our Facebook page. Yeah, every so everyone we'll gets to see. And every time those numbers aren't the same, there will be comments. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey <laughs> yeah. Was I really out of shape this time? Or did <laughs> did I double my numbers? Was it was it I had to do each each leg was now a rep or was it, was it power squat? <laughs> <laughs> I mean all of that. so you know I, I think it's always easiest to make those adaptions and those scales and those modifications in the class based on the class, mm-hmm. but you have to start somewhere. You yes. can't start with the lightest easiest program Mm -mm. i just i just it just seems like it's too hard to it's too it's too hard to move up yeah you can move around uh and and again not that not that you can't do that the but i'm just saying that yeah well, well here here's a question for you how how do you and i think that we have talked about this i mean if everyone on the board the end of the day generally speaking has about the same scores yeah then the scales of modifications were done correctly that day yeah how would you teach a new programmer to learn how to do that man
0: honestly in the same way you look at programming and, and what we're saying is 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 like okay here is the workout here in a vacuum perfect scenario how long these parts should take right and so like i almost time out those certain things like even if it's like it it could be is like okay we're doing high volume double unders with really heavy squat cleans and a run or whatever or something it's like okay this should only take this long and this should only take this long in here so just multiply that by the five rounds that we're doing and that's your total time plus a little buffer in there. I was like, okay, so now you have that. And and I'll even say that on the whiteboard is like the squat clean should only take 60 seconds if you chose the appropriate weight. Right. Right. The double under should only take 90 seconds because you should only take this long even if you have a few breaks. And if it's not, we're not trying to make this a double under workout. This is a workout that has double unders in it. So scale the volume to fit that time frame. Or you just tell them to do double-unders for that time frame if they're just trying to learn. Things like that. And so the the advice I'd give to a new programmer is exactly what we're saying. is like you need to look at other programs. You need to look at things. You need to – honestly, it's, it sounds really weird, but, like, watch the CrossFit Games and see how these people move and how fast and, and you know, look at .com. And and uh, the other one is, again, I, I circle back to this twice already, but, like, do it yourself. Even if you have to scale these things and, and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to screw up. We oh, screw yeah. up. I screw up a workout a week easy. Yeah. And I've done to the thing where like I sent the email out. I'm driving to the gym at 430 in the morning and I'm writing it on the board. And before I can explain, I'm like, this is not right. And I'll change the workout <laughs> right there. It's like, you know, I was in a different mindset last night of how like I, I did that last week. You know, but yeah. um, it's 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 as simple and it's not as simple as immersing yourself more with education, experience, visually seeing it, physically doing it, whether it's Rx or not, because like I can't Rx this entire workout. I was like, I know. And you scaled it and you still didn't get what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. You know, so now do you think you need to do that two twenty five squat clean or should it be a one eighty five? Should yeah. there be five of them or should there be three of them? Right? And, and you get a better idea of doing your own programming because you can do, say, someone else's programming who does a good job at developing the stimulus and think you're doing it. But until you experience what you put out there yourself, you're like, oh, shit, this did not work yeah. like I thought it would as I read it on paper.
1: When I started, um, like in my early days, I remember writing the programming out and I would take my my stopwatch and, oh, and yes. i would try to visualize how yes. many reps and how fast i'm going on whatever to get an idea like okay that's that should take about that long that should take about that long i mean right now if you were to ask me all right how long would this take how long would i could almost i i have very average numbers that i could blast out so that i know yes. the average if i'm looking at my bell curve so glad of all said my that. scores um of where i want to be but i got that from literally timing mm-hmm. myself and I mean, I it was so funny. I sit there and I'd be like, okay, I, down, I come up, I throw the ball, I catch the ball, I go down, I go up. Oh, this so is so great! Yes, it. I mean, like literally that. No. that's what you had to do. Yes, so if I do this. same thing. You want to know thing. what it's supposed to look like? That's you so have funny. to do That, that was so, so funny. funny. I I mean, I think you know, for for new programmers out there, I think it's important to you need to do what you need to do to understand what you're putting out. Whether right. doing it, like you're saying, which I think everyone should do our, our our your own workouts anyway. But this is before the workout. I know some people that they will go in and they will actually do the workout that they're trying to see. They'll put it out there and be like, okay, oh, yeah, shitty. Yeah. I'm not okay. going to do that. One. Right. We'll, we'll switch it this way and that way, which is fine. I mean, that's 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 a great way to do it, too. But I think it's important to really you have to immerse yourself in what you're doing. You have to understand what you're doing and not just what but why you're doing it Mm -hmm. and then uh because i mean you know and again like it's very easy I, i will say that for all for all of my coaches they have all for years have done a great job of i mean the workout comes out and I, I mean, I don't normally coach the early morning class, so I mean, there are other coaches that are picking up the workout before I get there mm-hmm. and running with it. But they understand, they, you know, they've all been members of ours, so they they know how I program. They kind of yeah. understand the gist and what I'm doing and all that kind of stuff. So they have all done a really good job of jumping on my train and right. riding along with it. Yeah. But if you are in, and I've had a handful of coaches that have always wanted to learn how to program. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like Luke Skywalker and Yoda like get pissed. Why, or, or like you yeah. know R- R- Ralph Macchio and and you know doing the wax on wax off. It's oh, like Mr. why you make you wash all your cars? You yeah. Know? Like no, you need to understand the like mm-hmm. this is where you get it. Yeah. That's how you learn it. Yeah. You don't just go twenty one fifteen nine.
0: Right. It's you like know? oh that's just the format. I'm like no, there, it has to feel and look a certain way depending on what you want to get out of it.
1: Like. The other thing that I think is great for, for new people is if um, – uh, think of the time frame that you want mm-hmm. and go AMRAPs with that so you can see how fast people actually go.
0: Oh, that's a good one.
1: Uh, because then if you are programming for people in your gym, you can start to see who you people that are – like, you're better athletes. Okay, well, what are they getting? Yeah. How much – like, if you are going to go down, like, either how do I get these lower people to come up to where they are? Mm-hmm. Or did I really want them to get eight rounds on that? Or where I was, I really thinking <laughs> right. that they would only get four on that. Yeah, that's you know? good. Uh, because, I like that. Yeah, you know, because you, you again, if you don't, if you are not one of the better athletes, it's hard to really understand how fast are they really going to go. Because right. I watch these games, athletes, and I'm like, I don't know how you go that fast.
0: Yeah, I still get blown away. I was like, oh, this there's like no one's going to finish this event, and then they all do. I'm like, well, shoot.
1: <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs> have
0: I lost my <laughs> analytical, like, brain? Uh, <laughs> right. Um, so. I, I like what you said there uh, on the AMRAP side because when we do, like, a free Saturday workout where it's like, hey, bring someone who's never been across or whatever, we almost always do AMRAPs because it's it's this huge melting pot of abilities. And yeah. The beauty of an AMRAP is, like, listen, if I I can program, okay, it's going to be this beautiful, like, five rounds, this, that, and the other, and, you know, everyone finishes in 20 minutes, except that new person who is on, like, round two of the seven at the 20-minute mark. Yeah. Like, well, now what do we do? Do we embarrassingly, like, cut you off? Or it's like, 20-minute AMRAP, shorten up the reps, and everybody's churn and burn for 20 minutes, and they're going to get exactly what they wanted out of it, probably more and the better athletes are going to get definitely more than they bit off to, to start things off. I think that's a great um, starter for, you know, like a one-off workout if you're going to program yeah, it. Yeah,
1: totally. Yeah.
0: I like that. And I like what you said about the visual because I, every time I would go into competition, I would go for a walk or lay in bed. Or, or any time I had the quiet time to myself, I would start my watch and go through the entire event. From start yep. to finish in my head, and then stop yep. my watch, and then look at it. Yeah. Which is well,
1: you. I mean, the famous one, dude, of you getting it down to the oh to the me to guessing the my second my, Burpee s- Thruster one, my
0: seventeen point five time by the on Unreal. the dot.
1: Unreal visualization powers <laughs> <colors> right there. <laughs>
0: and it, but like you, and that's the thing, the thing is like, well, how long is this going to take? Well, like, well, just think about it. It's like, oh, 20 wall ball shots. It's like, okay. I know you've done wall balls, so just visualize it. Yeah. Close your eyes, just like you said. Start your watch and then go through your 20 and then open it. You're like, oh shit, that was a minute and six seconds. It's like, okay, exactly. So, you know, it's like, all right, how much okay, we want to be about a minute here. And maybe all three of your movements, you want them to all to take a minute. But right. you can you can do anything. You can do three heavy thrusters that will take a minute because you have to do them in singles, or you could do 15 at yeah. lighter weight. Or, and that's the thing is, you know, me and Bill is like, oh, we have this process, this process, this percentage, this tablet, this everything is like, don't overload your sensories as a new programmer and thinking you need to do that, too. Like, you don't like that's what works for Bill and it's work with him because that's how he developed the way he programs over these years. I do it a different way. Yet, you know, sometimes when we're predicting programming or anything like that, we always come up with very similar (laughs) things to begin with, right? There's not a one path to walk as a programmer at all. What you need to do is experiment, test, fail, test some more, fail some more, fail a lot, fail to the point of quitting, keep going. Like, we've only gotten to where we've gotten because we've screwed up so much so bad that we know – We're never going to do that again. So at least it opens up more room to do better things. And that's what it takes. And don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Take some chances. I mean, don't take chances with people's like physical safety, but, you know, (laughs) take some chances with yourself. Hey, what is this going to be like
1: upside down rope climbs?
0: Yeah. And and you know, and when we we, we, just wrap it up here with a bow is like, what's better top down or bottom up as far as scaling from Rx down to scaled or scaled up to Rx plus. And if I have to ever see if like if I ever see an Rx plus on the board again, like I'm just like, you're done, like, get out of here. Like, I can't stand the Rx plus scaling option because that's the that's the bottom up approach. And I feel like there's some form of like elitist attitude when it comes to the RX plus people. It's like, oh, I did Cindy, but I did it with a weight vest. I'm like, so you're a coward. That's what you're telling me. You know, it's you like, didn't
1: want to go fast. Yeah,
0: you didn't want to do what Cindy does to your body. You know, you're just like, oh, I wore a weight vest because I'm hardcore. But um, top down, I, I think it's, it's an easier way to go. It's a, it's a safer way to go as far as programming down to what people should feel and you know for the new programmers out there it's like you just got to open the floodgates of looking at other people's programming i mean there's videos out there why they do it there's again competition videos there's just you know writing things down for yourself every workout i do i write down what it was what i got how i broke things up what i felt at each second It's like was too slow here wasted too much time here way too fast here and at the end like a little What I could have done better or what like led to this time and I just have it in there in my notes I don't often relook at it but I just have it there and it it provides context to that I think when you when you program
1: yeah I it's I like the fact that there's a lot more than just well it's hard it was I made it hard for them (laughs) right because that doesn't mean I crushed them (laughs) Yeah, like that's, I mean, you know, when I have new people that come into the gym and, you know, they get out, they get out into the class for the first time. I mean, I, I, I ride the reins for them. Mm. I'm like, look, I want you to be able to, I want you to want to come back tomorrow. Right. It would, it would be, it doesn't take any skill Mm -hmm. to make you limp out of here and not be able to move tomorrow. (laughs) Like, that's not me being a badass. That's not me being a tough guy. That's not me not, that's not me knowing anything. That's just me giving you, that's me not understanding what I gave you mm-hmm. and just rammed it down your throat and said, yeah, what's up? Yeah. Who's that one? This is how yeah. hardcore so, we are. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not that. It's, it's, it's understanding. And programming is in a vacuum. It's outside. Mm. Coaching is when you get to the gym. Coaching and how you modify and how you scale, like those really are. I have some amazing coaches here, but I wouldn't say that they were necessarily amazing programmers. They are different skills. So programming yes. is outside, you know, in a vacuum, trying to think about what all of those things would look like. Coaching is when you come in, in the in the actual gym, and then put it to use with someone and yeah. work with that person on that. That's the coaching aspect of it.
0: I like it. I like it. That's that was fun. I that's like the, that's, that's a cool topic. I could talk all day long about this. I know. We could, we could do three hours of this. But uh, that's what we mm-hmm. want to do is we, you know, me and Bill spitball ideas all the time. And this comes from you guys as the uh, the audience. If you have questions or things that you would like us to talk about from a programming perspective, you know, this came from you guys. Is is which way to go? Do you scale lowest to most skill or most skill to lowest, right? For the best, scale for the rest. And we have found through our own experience is that it's a much easier way to dictate or determine the purpose, the stimulus, and the intention of a workout. When you look at that mythological CrossFit creature of what is humanly possible, what, you know, time frame, weight rep, what is that going to get me based off this? And then I look at my group and I should know who they are as individual athletes, because that's your job as a coach. And then I do the second best thing in the programming coaching world and I scale and I modify and I a la carte this fitness to where each individual person is at to achieve the overarching goal of what the stimulus intent was for the day. Yeah. Man, good times. What uh, what's the next one? I want to talk about scaling. The lost art. Oh, I it feel is. like that's so it taboo is. for some people. Is
1: so fun scaling or, is so fun or or I don't know is it yeah I don't I don't like to scale myself I, my I, ego
0: yes but like yes
1: and I which I understand and I use that when I'm dealing with people because yeah. I understand that like, yeah I get it I get it but I don't want to me, scale oh oh I get it bro I can get I <laughs> hey so what happened oh I tripped down this I fell here mm. I hurt this thing I'm like all right all right let's come up with something good here here yeah. we go here's what here's the workout. And here's your plan that I just came up with right now. i We're think going to make a oh, man, dude, I, I love I, that. I love that stuff. It's yeah. so fun. I
0: think that would be fun. We can go through, like, the Lost Art of Scaling, some of our favorite substitutions for the most common movements out there. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe call the title of the episode, Rx Doesn't Mean Shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but really. Or, 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 or colon. Scale it, bitch.
0: Yeah, scale it, you egotistical <laughs> sociopath. <laughs> and I was looking right at myself in the camera as I said oh, that. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. So oh, that, yeah, I mean, that would be a fun topic to really dive into because, like, it, it's, a, it's a lost art. I feel like people think that word is taboo, that that word is, a, is like, a, is a character flaw. I had to scale the workout today. I'm a piece of shit. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, Mike over there is a piece of shit because I told him to scale it, but he wanted to go RX. Everyone's getting seven rounds and he got three and a half. <laughs> because he wanted RX by his name. You know? <laughs> That's going to be good. I can't wait for the next one. Well, I hope you guys <laughs> like this one. This is uh, going to be a fun. It's a continuing series. Think of this as a programming education from two guys that just absolutely love to talk about, love to do it, and we're constantly learning. Like I said, I screwed up something last week, and I'll probably screw up something later this week, too. And that's just a part of the process. So don't be afraid. It's not about perfection. It's about progress, just like it is an athlete and as a coach. The same thing applies for you programmers out there. All right, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks, everyone. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week, and we will see you guys next time.
1: Bye, guys.